Just a few thoughts here on the moral life that we can see in our scriptures today. We look here in our reading from Kings, and uh, something that might have struck you if you were listening closely, it's, kind of, it's a little bit, I think, to sort of conventional thinking, it's a little bit strange, but it's very common throughout the Bible. Right in the Ten Commandments, God says that he's going to visit the iniquities of the fathers upon their children to the uh, third and fourth generation. And here he says Ahab is a, is a bad dude. Ahab is a really, really bad dude. But actually his penance uh, is very effective. It actually changes God's mind. But notice what God says. He says, okay, because Ahab has repented, I'm not going to bring about these bad things in his lifetime, but I'll bring about those things, these bad things in the lifetime of his son. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about that. It's kind of, some people might say, well, that's kind of a raw deal. I mean, what, you know, my dad's the, the bad guy and I get the punishment. What's going on? And, uh, and that is the case. That is the case in the Bible. But we have to make, it's very important, we've got to make a distinction between eternal punishment and temporal punishment. Okay? The eternal consequences of sin versus the temporal consequences of sin. God allows there to be a sort of inequality of the distribution of punishment when it comes to temporal consequences, but not eternal. When it comes to eternal consequences, everybody answers for themselves. Okay, and no one's going to suffer for someone else's sin. Everybody's going to have to be answerable for their own sin when it comes to eternity. But in time, okay, in the here and the now, on this earth, negative consequences can come about in our lives because of other people's faults, or we can cause bad things to happen in other people's lives because of because of our faults. All right. Now, someone might look at that and say, "Hey, that's kind of unfair. What's going on?" And uh, what it really is, this is the sort of the dark side or the flip side of something very positive and something very important and something very central that we have to understand, especially in modern Western civilization, which is hyper-individualistic. Okay? Hyper-individualistic. Everybody, you know, this is something I've talked about before, people in the modern world, this is it's just a zeitgeist, it's the spirit of the times. We breathe it in through, it's in the air. From the time that we're born to the time that we die, we kind of breathe in this hyper-individualism. You know, I live in this sort of a silo. And my life is my life, and your life is your life, and what you do affects you, and what I do affects me. And say, that's how we think, but it's not true. Okay? We have, so the, the positive truth to all of this is that we have the ability to do good for other people. Huge, huge ability to do good for other people by how we live our individual lives. Okay, so we're not in these sort of silos, self-contained silos. We're all connected to each other. We have uh, sort of a symbiotic relationship to each other. We have um, synchronistic, whatever you want to call it. It's a kind of a living, organic relationship. And so one part of this organism affects all the other parts. For bad, which is what we see today in our scripture, or for good. And so that's the positive side that I can kind of leave you with, is that we have the ability in our individual lives, by the choices we make, to really affect good in the world for others. Things that we don't even see, you know. We've heard of that phrase, the butterfly effect. You know, when a butterfly flaps its wings on one side of the globe and there's a tsunami on the other side, you know. So we do these little things, but you don't know uh, until 
until the end and judgment day and we can see everything clearly at that point. We don't know all the good that we do with these little tiny acts of goodness and righteousness that we do in our lives. And I think we see this in the gospel. Our Lord is saying, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Um, what our Lord is asking us to do in that gospel passage is to aim high and to say, it's not enough just the fact that I didn't kill someone in my life. Like God didn't create us and put us on the earth to say, okay, don't kill anybody. Like It's not a real high bar of morality. I didn't kill anybody, God. I didn't kill anybody. Okay, all right. Most people don't kill anybody. doesn't make you special. The Lord has called us to a really high ideal of holiness, to exercise positive virtue and to be lights uh, and beacons of goodness and truth in the world. That's the, that's the calling of a disciple of Christ. So our goal is not to just to kind of slide by by abstaining from murder, you know, just sort of slip into heaven because we haven't killed someone. But the goal is to be holy, okay? Like Jesus is holy, of course. You know, we all fall very, very far short of that, but it's an ideal that we should always be aiming for. Uh, for. And I like, I mentioned it yesterday, I love St. Paul's passage in Philippians. He says, I, uh, I don't look behind me, but I keep pressing on forward for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So there's this upward call that the Lord has for us. And he, who is seated at the right hand of the Father, is our goal. He's our paradigm of what we got to be like, you know. So, again, the beautiful phrase from Second Vatican Council is that when Jesus, when, when the Son of God became man in the Incarnation, there was a revelation not only of who God is, but of who man is called to be, all right? So when we look to Jesus, we look to like, oh, that's, that's how humanity is supposed to be. Oh, we forget about that because of the entrance of sin into human history. We forget about what human human beings are really supposed to be about. So Jesus is that awesome revelation. He's a reminder of what we're called to. Uh, and the lesson for today really is that all these little things that we do in our lives really have the power for good. We can get closer and closer to that ideal of holiness we see in Jesus if we're always mindful that every little thing that we do in our life really does have positive uh, consequences for, for everybody. Things that we don't even see. Only at the end of time are we going to be able to see all the good uh, that we have done through the, the little good things that we have done in our lives.